There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The esports bubble that began somewhere around 2018 has started to pop. For February 24th, 2023, this is Let's Play Daily Gaming News. Hey, what's going on? My name's Nate Bender, and welcome to Let's Play, a daily gaming news podcast where we run down everything you need to know from the gaming world in about five minutes. Coming up, if you were a cheat maker for online games, I would stop right now because another cheat maker is on the hook for a lot of money. Did you know that there are cops whose job it is to play Fortnite? We'll take a brief look at Sony's state of play, and we'll check out the week that was in video game news with the Friday Replay. LA esports organization The Guard has reportedly laid off every single employee at their company on Wednesday, with many of The Guard's now former employees taking to social media to express their frustrations. There have been accounts of employees relocating to LA two days prior to this abrupt layoff. Some described security as, quote, aggressive after the layoffs were announced, with one former employee describing that he was manhandled out of the building before he could finish getting his personal belongings. According to the Guard's former head of merchandising, the Guard abruptly laid off content, social, and creative teams, along with the entirety of talent relations. Thursday morning, it was confirmed that two of the Guard's esports teams, the LA Gorillas and the LA Gladiators, will be closed at the end of their respective seasons, unless bought out by another organization. As of this recording, it's unclear if the Valorant and Apex Legends teams will suffer the same fate as the Call of Duty and Overwatch teams. 
According to an esports.gg source, the sudden layoffs are due to a restructuring of the Guard's parent company, Kronky Esports and Entertainment. KSE is a large holding company that has stakes in traditional sports teams like the LA Rams, Arsenal FC, and the Colorado Rapids. KSE is allegedly divesting entirely out of esports. Looking at the esports industry right now, it makes sense why KSE is backing out entirely. Bloomberg's Cecilia D'Anastasio sounded the alarms back in 2018 about the esports bubble. Esports teams and organizations have been overvalued, and investors are not seeing any returns on investment. A great example right now is FaZe Clan, who became a publicly traded company last July. And as of today, FaZe Clan's stock price is a whopping 70 cents a share, and is still in danger of being delisted from the stock exchange for trading under a dollar. The entirety of the Overwatch League is another example of the implosion of the esports industry. OWL teams bought into the league at $20 to $35 million, paid out over a course of a couple of years. Though since 2018, most teams have not made a dime off their initial investment. With teams sinking $1 to $2 million into players and ancillary staff per year, which prompted OWL teams to sue Activision Blizzard earlier this year. So, sadly, what we're seeing happen in real time is the esports bubble finally bursting. And I expect, unfortunately, to see more organizations in the coming weeks follow suit. It's been a hell of a week for cheat makers. Back in January of 2022, Activision Blizzard filed a lawsuit against Modern Warfare 2 cheat makers engine owning, claiming that engine owning's cheats caused millions of dollars in damage. And after a lengthy court battle, Activision Blizzard won earlier this month with a judge ruling that two individuals responsible for making engine owning are liable for $3 million in damages. The judge also ruled that they are to permanently cease and desist development of exploitative software, barring the two from selling any new cheats created for Activision Blizzard's games. Overall, this is a rare Activision Blizzard win. Online cheating has been an ongoing issue in many competitive-focused games for years now. Though with gaming companies finally throwing their legal might at cheat makers, we might see a decline in consumer levels of hacking in video games. However, the video game cheat problem is ever-evolving. Developers are racing to fix security exploits to keep bad actors from ruining the gaming experiences of millions. Bad actors that will continue to hack games and other computer systems despite the legal ramifications. So there will never truly be a definite solution to this issue. Back in April of 2022, Denmark apparently made a new specialized police unit. The unit is called Police Online Patrol, and it's their job to play online video games. The POP is also tasked to, quote, patrol social media and engage in dialogue with children and young people in particular, to prevent inappropriate behavior and crime and intervene if offenses are committed. 
The POP has a significant 109K following on TikTok and streams regularly on Twitch, playing games ranging from CSGO to Minecraft. Though over the last 10 months, Danish police haven't commented on how successful or not the new unit is. Regardless if this new unit is successful in policing crime online or not, it shows that Denmark is aware of the issue and is looking for solutions. However, I have mixed feelings about police programs that are designed to draw in the youth. Here in America, programs like this would be used by police to recruit young impressionable kids and spread propaganda. The D.A.R.E. program is a great example of American police not only whitewashing their image to grade school kids, they were recruiting kids by using the war on drugs as propaganda. So what I fear is if American police start adopting a police unit like this, we're going to see a repeat of the D.A.R.E. program. Instead of police actually counteracting hate speech, grooming and extremist recruitment in these online spaces. To cap off news this week, Sony held their state of play yesterday, and out of a 45-minute presentation, only a couple of things caught my eye. In particular, Street Fighter VI revealed another three characters. Series classics Zangief and Kami make a return, as well as getting a look at a brand new character to the series Lily. And finally, Capcom gave us a release date for Street Fighter, which is June 2nd. The other notable game is Baldur's Gate 3, which is finally finally getting released on August 31st, you know, barring any more delays. Overall, Sony's presentation went over many upcoming VR titles and anticipated expansions. So if you want to check it out for yourself, a link will be in today's show description. It's Friday, and this is normally where we would read a new podcast review. But guess what? We don't have one. So head on over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, or even the Amazon Marketplace itself and leave us a review. We're watching all of those platforms, and when a new review pops up, we read it here on Fridays. So let us know how we're doing. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, or Amazon and leave us a review. All right, with it being Friday, let's check out some of the biggest stories from this week in gaming with the Friday Replay. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The 
The city builder and strategy game Workers and Resources Soviet Republic was delisted on Steam last week. Hearing that sentence, you would probably think that the game named Workers and Resources Soviet Republic was taken down due to Russian ties. Well, it's even wilder than that, because over the weekend, developers of the city builder, Slovakian Studio 3 Division, claims that one of their community members has gone, quote, rogue. With this community member sending DMCA takedowns for not just the game itself, but this community member has successfully taken down many YouTube videos and the official game website with DMCA takedowns. Now, you're probably wondering why this crazy community member is harassing 3Division. Well, allegedly, this community member had written a guide to play Workers and Resources Soviet Republic in a more realistic way. However, 3Division was working on a game mode that made the game more realistic. So, to be on the cordial side of their community, they offered the guide writer a spot in the game's credits as a show of goodwill. Though the community member's name would not be added until the new mode was finished, which was the catalyst that sent this guy on a DMCA crusade, abusing YouTube's copyright report system, which then prompted 3Division to back out of giving the community member his credit in the game. The community member continued his DMCA crusade, claiming they own the rights to this realistic game mode. Over the weekend, Kotaku talked with one of the three division workers, Peter Adamsek, who has identified the problem community member as a lawyer. Adamsek claims that this lawyer is abusing his legal knowledge to harass the studio. Overall, it's pretty wild that one disgruntled fan can cause so much legal damage. It'll be interesting to see if any of this actually gets tried in court, because that fan really doesn't have a legal leg to stand on if 3Division fights this. Games Done Quick has updated its speedrun submission guide this week. GDQ added a new section to the guide called, quote, Disallowed Games. This new section actually lists out banned games at the event. So at a GDQ event, you are unable to submit runs for ESRB-rated adult-only games and anything prohibited to stream on Twitch. GDQ also names a few games in particular, though it doesn't give any specific reasons as to why they're disallowed. You cannot play Ion Fury, though that is probably due to the homophobic rhetoric in the game. 2005's God of War and Hoonipop series are also banned. That's most likely due to the sexual minigame in God of War and the sexual nature of the Hoonipop series. Though the two most interesting banned series are Five Nights at Freddy's and the entirety of the Harry Potter series, including Hogwarts Legacy. However, both are subject to further review in the future. So I'm assuming both are banned due to the original creators being giant bags of shit. FNAF's creator Scott Cawthorn was found to have donated to a bunch of Republican candidates in the 2016 and 2020 elections, backing pro-life and Christian candidates who are now stripping the rights from LGBTQIA plus individuals. Harry Potter's creator J.K. Rowling's laundry list of transphobia, homophobia, anti-abortion, and anti-Semitic remarks is too vast to really cover here. But Rowling is a self-described trans-exclusionary radical feminist, or TERF, which is the long way of calling oneself a bigot. 
Rowling has also donated to anti-trans radicals like Matt Walsh, along with writing books like Trouble Blood that further pushes her anti-trans rhetoric. So to be perfectly honest, I'm pretty glad that GDQ has banned both FNAF and Harry Potter from their events, and I'm hoping that GDQ doesn't allow these games till either creator divests entirely from their intellectual property, which is, to be clear, not likely to happen. Following up on the lawsuit between Bungie and Destiny 2 cheat maker Aim Junkies, Bungie has been awarded $4.3 million in damages and fees. The last time this case was in the news, previous judge Thomas Zilly ruled to dismiss Bungie's copyright infringement claim against Aim Junkies last September. Later in November, Judge Zilly ruled to dismiss Aim Junkies' countersuit, which included such wild accusations as Bungie allegedly using unauthorized surveillance of private records. Which brings us to yesterday, when new judge Ronald Cox ruled in favor of Bungie in a closed-door arbitration. Judge Cox agreed to Bungie's amended claims that AIM junkies violated the DMCA anti-circumvention provisions, along with trafficking violations, breach of contract, tortious interference, spoilation, and many other claims. However, the claim relating to copyright infringement is still ongoing and will go to trial later this year. This arbitration also shed more light on the inner workings of AIM junkies. Previously, I reported that James May was one of AIM Junkies' employees. It's now been clarified that James May is not an employee, but a third-party developer that partnered with AIM Junkies. Though since May was working on AIM Junkies software, the company is still liable for his violations. Now, with a different judge adjudicating the lawsuit, it'll be interesting to see where Bungie's copyright infringement claims end up, especially since this echoes Bungie's initial claims back in 2021 that were ultimately dismissed by Judge Zilly. Taking a look at tech news, Google seems to have retaliated against workers trying to join a union, which caused multiple contractors to protest and strike against the company. It all started back in November when Google and their contract partner Cognizant announced a return to the office. This announcement was three weeks after YouTube music contractors Cognizant joined the Alphabet Workers Union under the Communication Workers of America. Google and Cognizant gave their staff three months until February 6th to relocate back to Austin, Texas to continue working. Which staff, three days before the mandate on February 3rd, voted unanimously to strike against Google and Cognizant. Many of the contractors told Axios that they were always remote workers and had never actually been to the Austin offices. Nearly a quarter of these contract workers don't live within commuting distance to Austin, Texas. Workers also pointed out that both Google and Cognizant didn't offer to reimburse employees for their relocation, meaning Google and Cognizant are requiring staff to move on their own dime, despite paying them well below the cost of living for Austin, Texas, with many of the contractors working another job to make ends meet. 
Cognizant has responded to the claims of the workers by telling Axios, quote, it is disappointing that some of our associates have chosen to strike over a return to office policy that has been communicated to them repeatedly since December 2021. Which brings us to earlier this week, when Vermont Senator Bernie Sanders and Texas Congressman Greg Kassar penned an open letter to Google and Cognizant. The open letter points out that these jobs were initially advertised by Google and Cognizant as fully remote, and many of the 58 workers were hired regardless of their location. The letter continues to point out that Cognizant has already started the process of offshoring these jobs to India. The letter ends with both elected officials asking Google CEO Sundar Pichai and Cognizant CEO Ravi Kumar to simply quit union busting and allow the workers at YouTube Music to freely exercise their right to join a union. While this story isn't gaming-related, it does show the sociopathic nature of megacorporations like Google. Despite making $60 billion in profits last year, Google is going out of their way to compensate as little as possible, and Google makes joining a union as hard as possible, all because the executives and the board of directors and investors undervalue the labor that makes them those billions of dollars every year. All right, that's another week in the books for Let's Play. Make sure you subscribe so you can come back on Monday for even more video game news. Follow us on TikTok at Let's Play Gaming News and leave us a podcast review on Apple Podcasts, Audible, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Podchaser, and Amazon. Story selection and writing by Aaron Pillen. You can follow him on Twitter at Lloyd underscore RNG. You can follow me on Twitter at Nate Benderama and catch me streaming on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Limit Break Radio. My name's Nate Bender. Keep listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.